Hi, my name is Heejin Kalgonkar, and I am the founder of The Hot Room. At The Hot Room, we believe life is way too short to be stressed, out of shape, and uninspired. So we've curated the most effective hot yoga and hot Pilates classes, a virtual studio, and now even a podcast so that you can jumpstart your most powerful life. I am thrilled to have Hallie, I'm going to say it right, Miro Galata. <laughs> Join us for our episode, yoga teacher extraordinaire, and also our representative from Manduka for the Midwest. Join us for this episode. Thank you, Hallie, so much for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm here. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, and like before, I want you to introduce yourself because there's so much that you do. But um, we've developed a relationship with you because if you think about our uh, boutique that we have at our studios and also our virtual boutique, all of our yoga mats, blocks, straps, all of our accessories are from Manduka. And Hallie is our partner from Manduka that really takes care of our studios. We could not better partner in you. I'm super grateful that I work with them and because of them, I've gotten to meet you because as you know, I just love the hot room. I love everything that you guys are up to. So I'm so happy that we are working together. Yeah. So in addition to your work with Manduka, what else do you have on your plate, Hallie? So much. Um, So I used to teach yoga full time. I'm based here in Chicago, and that was kind of what I was up to for the last seven or eight years or so. I do have um, a power background, but most of my training is in, in the Hatha style um, through the Shivananda organization. Um, I also am was certified in prenatal yoga and I've gotten to teach some prenatal classes, work as a birth doula, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so now my job is mostly on the road, um, visiting studio partners and when I'm home in Chicago, uh, right now I'm growing a lot of vegetable plants and little seedlings. So I really like doing that um, as well as maintaining my yoga practice. And you have an amazing podcast home practice with Hallie yoga tools for everybody Mm, yes I do I do and those um, meditations breathing exercises and asana practice that you offer on your podcast I've had a chance to practice to some even join in some of your meditations while I travel or on a plane and you have so many resources to help with a home practice and that's why I really invited you on here because I want to know everything about how to create uh, and set us up for a successful home practice. For many of us in our community, if you're listening right now, we're in the midst of the COVID, you know, global pandemic. And many of us are moving our practice now inside our homes, which is also serving as not only our homes for yoga practice, but also for everything, right? Like for office, for play, the cats, the dogs, the children, everybody is home, (laughs) right? And then you want to develop a yoga practice too at home is so difficult. Yeah, there are definitely challenges to having a regular home practice. Um, Many people, like you said, have, you know, roommates of various types, whether it's like kids or animals. Um, You may also have perhaps a small space. Um, 
but I really, I have always loved having a home practice because it's super flexible. Like you don't have to wait for a class to be at the right time for you. You know, you can just move your body. Um, you can also, you can practice yoga in your pajamas, which has always been a huge selling point for me on the home yoga practice. Um, and it really is an opportunity to like meet yourself and really find out what your pace is or like what your capacity is on your mat because you're just guided by you you know it's very it's very interesting practice yeah I've noticed and many people have shared with me within our hot room community that they're just so much more mindful in their practice Mm -hmm. now that they're starting it at home they're doing a home practice um and I feel like during this period of time as people develop a home practice and then they later get back into the studio they're actually going to be just up leveling how they show up on their mats yeah it's really developing your inner resources right it's like developing your toolbox for how you handle really challenging situations like we're all getting to practice our yoga super extra all the time right now (laughs) um and just taking it to the mat can be such an outlet and such a way to process and just a way to create a routine for yourself so you can stay kind of sane as so many things shift externally. So let's talk about creating a space for a home practice. Do you have any like tips and tools on how to set us up to have a space that leads us to a strong practice at home? (laughs) Yeah, I think having some dedicated regular space and it doesn't have to be a perfect space. It doesn't have to be its own room or anything like that, but just a dedicated regular space in your house. Um, If you can be picky, maybe some sunlight, like definitely clean um, is a great starting point. Um, My home practice space, for example, right now is just like a corner of my living room. I've just like moved everything from that corner and that's where I do my practice. Um, My rule of thumb is if you can change your space in 60 seconds or less, like if you have to move a table or something or pull your rug back to create, you know, floor space, then then that can be your practice space, right? It can be kind of a a modular situation where you move stuff around. Um, And so just looking around your house and seeing where that might be, might be at the foot of your bed, it might be in a hallway, like maybe that's where your space is, but just having a dedicated regular space um, is, is really helpful. And I know when I'm practicing, I like to have, you know, like plants or something kind of nice, something that's like alive in my practice space. Um, and creating a ritual for yourself, like I'll light maybe a stick of incense, um, or you could light a candle, or you could just sit down and observe your breath for 10 rounds, or, um, you know, just something to let you know that you're initiating your practice and that it's time to, to pull it in and pay attention. Yeah, it's that effort, when you create that space, it's like you're transitioning from one environment, one setting to another, right? And it's like, yeah, I, I have moved on from what I was doing previously to a new space, a yes. new environment. 
Yeah, it really is environment. I like that you just use that word. Just creating the whole experience for yourself um, can be super helpful. And yes, you know, maybe you have to be moving a few extra things to create that space or maybe you have you know kids that you have to kind of get involved in it or like make sure they're doing something else or you know there are there are adjustments to be made always but I think having a space really 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 helps now do you have your yoga mat out the whole time like is it always out or do you after every practice roll it up and then roll it back out I'm curious what that looks like (laughs) um I thought my answer was going to be that I usually roll it up after every practice and just stick it in the corner. Um, But I'm in my living room right now and it is still on the ground. So it looks like I maybe don't roll it every single time. Um, I think it's good practice to roll it up and to put it away just for it to collect less like dust or debris just from the floor. Um, But I think that, you know, whatever works for you, I do roll it up so that I can clean the floor underneath it. Um, And also it is in my living room. So I'm kind of walking around during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, it is out right now. It's been out a little bit more recently because I'm at home all the time. So I've kind of been fluidly going on and off of my mat throughout the day. But usually I roll. Yeah, well, that's why I ask. I think it's because of the situation that we currently are in. I think many people in our community, the mat is just out 24 seven. And then when they need it, it's just they get on, you know, and like you said, a very fluid thing. Yeah, so I think that's a great option too. You know, whatever gets you on your mat is the best option for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my next question is, do you have any tips for people like myself that will start in like 15 minutes in, 10 minutes in, like, I don't know, like I get distracted or something comes up and how do I stay accountable? How do we stay accountable for staying on our mat and really dedicating that time without distraction? Mm, Yeah. I would say start to notice how long it takes you to get distracted. I feel like you just said like 20 or 25 minutes or something like that. Um, And set a timer for slightly longer than you are attentive for. So maybe you set a timer for 35 minutes. So you have to commit to that extra 10 minutes so it trains you to notice that you're distracted but not to let it just like carry you away to some other part of the house and some other project um I don't necessarily time all of my practices anymore because I like to practice for a long time but when I was kind of training myself to get into that habit I would use a timer it's an easy way to demonstrate a particular commitment like okay I was on my mat for 20 minutes today I was on my mat for 30 minutes or one hour or whatever it is start with something that is accessible but maybe slightly longer than your that's a great start yeah no I get it that's a great way to approach it and in our virtual studio right now we have classes in various formats and so pick a shorter format you know and and start there any Mm -hmm. like you said any time on your mat is going to be a good thing and then consistency right that consistency over time is just going to compound and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you'll be craving for an hour on your mat (laughs) yes I certainly do (laughs) 
Um, and I think with so many online class options, like I love that the hot room has classes online. So if you're being guided by one of your favorite teachers, I feel like you may be more likely to stay on your mat, especially if having a home practice is new. Like if you're transitioning from only going to studios and only having teachers guiding you, you know, that might be a really good step. I think everyone can get to the point where you can just go on your mat and like do your own thing. But I think that having classes with like your amazing teachers is such a good resource right now. And we're super lucky that you've, you know, innovated so quickly to get that platform up. So thank you. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure to be able to serve our community in an additional way like this versus like from the virtual studio to now the podcast. So it brings me a lot of joy mm-hmm. to see us all connected through those platforms. All right. My last question is a lot of people have now shared with me that now that they're, they're doing their home practice, they don't have a good mat. Like they're like, oh my gosh, my mat is not good for a home practice. Or they they find that they need more support um, through their yoga accessories. So can you share a little bit now, you know, we carry all Manduka mats at in our boutique. What's a, what's a good mat to start with? Or what should you be looking for when you are thinking about purchasing a mat that will support your home practice? That's such a great question. Um, I feel like because hot yoga is very popular in studios, a lot of people have mats that are designed to like absorb a lot of sweat. Um, and that may be like the opposite of what you're looking for for a home yoga practice or something that's a little bit less heated. You know, you, you probably don't need your towel at like a home yoga practice. Um, my favorite mat obviously is the Manduka Pro series and this is slightly biased but I've loved this mat for so long. There are a few reasons. It's really dense so it provides a lot of support. I have um, one of my knees is really sensitive and I've had like wrist issues and I always actually favored like kind of thinner mats because I didn't like squish you know what I mean like I didn't want a soft mat but this is like a very supportive dense mat um the pro series for Manduka also has a lifetime guarantee which is really important to me because I don't want my yoga practice to be producing a mat or two every couple years that's just ending up in like a landfill um Yeah, and the pro mat is amazing for home practice. It has a little bit of a break-in period. Like if you've ever had leather shoes, they're like stiff the first time you wear them and then they kind of like soften to your foot. Um, The pro mat, the first time you practice on it, you kind of dig into it a little bit with your hands and your feet and like the mat is very responsive. So it'll start to become more grippy where you practice on it at your hands and at your feet. Um, So I love the pro mat. It's also closed celled, which means that it's not absorbing any like any of the funk from your yoga practice. It's very easy to clean. It stays hygienic um, a lot longer than pretty much any other mat. and it's just delicious. I just love yeah. my pro. <laughs> so for those of you yeah. listening, if you're practicing your yoga on like um, a fitness club mat, you, you know, I'm saying the ones that when you lay down to do like a crunch, it just squishes down. Um, yeah, like foam. foam. Like I highly recommend look into like the Manduka Pro Series mat, which is what we carry in our virtual boutique or in our studios. It will change 
your practice. And it's so interesting how I think many people realized that very quickly as we moved to a home practice due to this COVID pandemic that they quickly realized I need a better mat to support my practice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hallie. Is there, do you have any last minute tips to share with our community about developing a home practice? Um, I think my last tip would be that if you are brand new to having a home yoga practice, I might recommend trying to get into a morning habit only because if you do it in the morning, you can't put it off anymore for the rest of your day um so just like trying to commit to it as as quickly in your day as you can um is a good tip if you're brand new to creating a habit of it um I think timing is really personal like I now love practicing in the middle of my day it just kind of breaks it up but I know that I'm gonna practice um so I think if you're trying to get into that habit for the first time see how it feels to commit to it in the morning so that you know for the rest of your day you've already uh, gotten that's on your such mat. a great point make it a habit as part of your morning routine and I think many of you will also find by doing that you will be operating for the rest of the day at a higher level Yeah. And if you start with the goal of doing it in the morning, even if it gets pushed back a little bit, like even if you end up doing it in the evening, if you start thinking you're going to do it in the evening, you might be a lot more likely to not do it. So So, (laughs) even if it ends up being later, like that's fine, but just like really make it a goal, make it a regular commitment with yourself that you are going to get on your mat and just know if you do it in the morning, you'll have done it for the rest of the day. Such a good tip. Thank you so much, Hallie, for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to see what else the hot room comes All right. Up with. Stay healthy. Stay strong, my friends. We'll see you all on your mat.